You're listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Hello and welcome back to Two Sons of Tatooine. I am Nathan, a.k.a. MP Bro, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonathan Cohn. Follow him for all things book-related, uh... Lots of sci-fi and all kinds of nerd things on his YouTube channel of the name Jonathan Cohn. Uh, today we're doing a semi-thorough dive into the first half of the video game Knights of the Old Republic. The Bioware mega hit and, uh, of course, Game Developers Choice Awards Game of the Year. Celebrating its 20th birthday this year. Hoorah! Uh, Jonathan has I, I, he's started the game. He's... He's over halfway through, just barely, uh, I think, um, because of the in-game content, Final World. He's done three worlds, and he's done up to that. So we're going to talk up to that point in today's episode. Uh, I think the three worlds we'll be doing, I told him to save for last Korriban. So we'll be discussing Terrace. We'll be talk- just talking about Kashik, or as it's properly called, Kashik. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about Tatooine and Manan, and we'll talk about things that transpire on the Leviathan and then we will save the other stuff for a future, possibly, discussion. Um, so, with, with all of the things that I have to say about this game, over the years, it's been, you know, this constant back and forth with Jonathan and I. Hey, I know Lego Star Wars is your thing, but have you played Knights of the Old Republic? And for years... That voice that was constantly echoing was kind of like the voice to him when he's telling me, he's like, but have you read this book? But have you read this book? And eventually I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get to the books because it used to be that I hadn't read like any Star Wars books. And then eventually now I've read like seven or eight or nine. I don't know. And so, you know, I've, I've broken him down. And just like all of you out there who love this game, he's starting to realize some of the great things, even if as a gamer, he is not primarily, you know, in his element. Uh, so, Jonathan, you've had some time to, to, you know, you know, slowly go and process through the game. Uh, being that it's a little dated, there's going to be some things, you know, that you think. But, hey, overall, uh, have you been enjoying yourself playing Not to the Old Republic? I'm really enjoying the story. I think the story's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the world building's really interesting. Um, uh the the gameplay itself is what I don't like, but it, it's funny with the graphics because I don't play as many video games. The graphics don't like matter as much, so I'm like okay with the graphics. It doesn't it doesn't bother me that they're more out of date. Um, uh, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> fine with them in that aspect. You know, I'm used to having to make the mental images in my mind uh, with books, so at least this way, this that, that makes it a little easier. Um, Mm. But uh, this is actually technically not my first playthrough of KOTOR. Um, my, so uh, the first time I ever heard of it was my brother-in-law had it on his computer. And whenever we would visit for like three or four days, I would need something to do. And this was actually before I was a book reader. So this was like when I was like 13 or 14. So about a decade oh ago. Oh, my. And uh, so I, I saw he had this game, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, on his computer. And I was like, I said, can I play that? And he said, sure. He didn't mind. So I started, and I only ever got past Terrace. I got through Terrace and got to Dantooine, and then we'd have to pack up and leave, and I usually wouldn't start it up the next time I would come. I would start over or something. So uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I had gone to... So, so Terrace, I knew 
pretty much completely. Um, uh, in fact, I didn't really need to, to, to look up anything for Terrace because I pretty much remembered the basics of it. Um, mm-hmm. But on this playthrough, I got through the, the, the new stuff, Dantooine, and then the, the three planets, uh, Tatooine, Kashyyyk, and um, Menon. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, and we'll get into my favorites and least favorite stuff. Uh, in a minute, but you uh, you played the game right around when it came out, right? When it came out, uh, I had a PC that was the family computer, not built for video games, yeah. and so I bought the game. And at the same time, uh, a few other games like Knights of the or sorry, uh, Jedi Outcast came out right. and Jedi Academy. But Kotor was a four disc uh, like game. And for whatever reason, I could not get it to work for a long time. And so it would constantly crash or whatever else. And I, because of that, played it uh, a a year or two after it came out. Mm -hmm. Once, I guess, we got a slightly better computer. um, Because I'd already had it. I still have it behind. You know, it's sitting back on the shelf behind me. Um, I'm, you know, and I'm happy to have a physical copy because it's, it's classic. This game was, it was just bigger and, you know, it was a lot different than my experience, which was the typical shooter. You know, Star Wars, a lot of the games at that time were just shooter right. or you're wielding the lightsaber itself. And this one was like all this story, dialogue choices and the consequences of them. So, uh, yeah, I did play it fairly after after it came out. And it was extremely, uh, you know, influential on me. I was probably at that point in, in the category of Every year or every other year, I would probably pick it back up and play, if not all the way through, you know, at least parts of it, because uh, you have an old save, save file at that point. Um, most recently, I, p- I picked it up and played through it around the same time as you, but of course I <laughs> you went through, through it, it very, uh, well, a lot quicker, a lot quicker. I wasn't reading as many books as you, um, but but I, I recommend to anybody out there to just, uh, you know, I know Jonathan said the graphics didn't bother him, but... I installed mods to improve all of the graphics and the textures, you know, when high resed and the faces, just those type of things. It really, really made the joy, you know, it, it was a joy to play the game. There were some bug fixes. One of the, you know, just the things that I liked, you know, there's a few, I wouldn't call them cheats, but more along the lines of, you can use these mods to like uh, allow yourself to customize your character more so. Mm-hmm. Um, the the game really shoehorns you once you choose your class, and it yep. doesn't always tell you, or you don't really know. Like, oh, if I choose Scout, then Terrace is going to be an absolute nightmare because I'm going to die constantly. If I, you know, it's just one, it's the hardest class to play on Terrace. Um, and people don't also tell you like the, you know, okay, you know, once you get off Terrace, then you get to choose this Jedi class. So you might want to save up levels for that, uh, if you can and, and not level up. So you get more force powers in the end, those type of things, it would have been, it would have been good because the game definitely, you know, hurts you in that regard. But, um, talk to me for, for let's, let's go. I know there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but the one thing that you seem to struggle with the most is the combat right now? Uh, I don't. Not necessarily understanding how the damage goes because you kept dying every time. I would once sit there and watch you me, die I in places. Figured, once you taught it to me, I it worked perfectly. So that hasn't been a problem as much. Um, 
Uh, well, it's not it's not a, so much a problem when I'm facing like you know combatants that are like you know normal combatants. The only time I ever struggle is going against like uh, like a big <clears throat> boss or something. Uh, like in, in in recent times, uh, for instance, the um, uh, what's the name of that ship that you are on with Karth's friend? Um, the Leviathan. The Leviathan. Yeah, the, Saul Carrot's ship. There's two fights on the Leviathan that I struggled with recently. But other than that, most of them have been uh, ever since, ever since Tatooine. Most of them have been pretty, pretty simple. Well, I was going to tell you, and I don't know if even I went through this before with you, but the way that calculations frustrated you where you kept saying, why can't I hit them? Why can't I right? hit them? Yeah. I'm trying to hit them. I'm clicking and it's not hitting them. Yes. Well, it turns out that defense in this game actually is referring to the chance to hit them, right. and your attack refers to your chance to actually connect on your attack. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your defense is like one point, you know, higher than your opponent's, then they don't have as good of a chance to hit you, etc. And you're you're when you're going against people of these bosses, right. you just keep missing them, and they keep hitting you, and you're like, right. "Why am I not doing any damage?" <laughs> well, that's because of defense, um, those type of things. And it's you know, it's interesting to me. You recently got into a D and D group, didn't you? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And it's the similar so, type of similar type of idea is. where you like are rolling for. Uh, yep. Dice. Dice for that. You've got so dice get, and extra dice for extra damage. And on that level, like, I, I, I logically get why they do it. But, like, my thing is, like, if I swing my sword and it's, like, <laughs> slashes across you, it should cut you in half or it should get stuck on you. It shouldn't slice like this and then nothing happens. Like, and um, this goes to a, a bigger problem that I have with the design of multimedia franchises where... Um, uh, I'll use the example of The Force Unleashed. In The Force Unleashed, um, uh, the, he uses the, the Force to bring down a, um, uh, a Star Destroyer. And mm-hmm. uh, that's not a spoiler. It's on the game cover. Uh, so right. that's not a spoiler. In the book, they, they, they finagle it a little bit. And it's like, well, he's really just affecting the controls on the ship, which is what actually brings it down. He's not actually using the force to bring it down. And, and they were like, the reason they do it in the game as such was for game mechanics reasons. Whereas in the book, it was for like continuity lore reasons and uh, that type of thing. And that frustrates me as a continuity person because... And, and then they said that back in the, 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 the Lucas era, it was like you had the tiers of canonicity where you had the movies at the top and then you had the shows and then the books and then the games and then the comics and the um, other materials. And it was like, you know, if anything's above you does something, you have to defer to it. And that frustrates me to know. And, and the canon's kind of doing something similar at the moment, which is also frustrating me, mm. but it should be, if I'm in a game and I swipe and I hit you, I should hit you. It shouldn't be, uh, messed up for game mechanics. That's why. That's why I don't like games. Naturally, is I just want to see the story unfold <laughs> as it happens. I don't want this kind of a choose your adventure necessarily. Um, uh, which is why I, I told you this off camera. I just want you know give give me. I wish they had Kotor novelizations that maybe um, uh, just. Told, straight up told story, went through some of the side quests and stuff, because then it's it's just 
it's there and you don't have to deal with the, the oh, well, did it happen this way or did it happen this way? You know, we don't know. That, so that, anyway, well, that's a big bug of What you're describing is, is most people's favorite aspect right. of KOTOR. Right. It's the coolest thing ever that you all the time, you know, every playthrough is different. Every choice is make, you know, it's a light side playthrough. Well, you can do different types. And, you know, we're going to go Jedi Consular. We're going to go Jedi Sentinel, Jedi Guardian. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, whatever. And, you know, you can try and romance Juhani if you want. Uh, well, that's some of that was cut content. With mods, you can you, it's it's restored and things like that. Yeah. You know, you can do this and that. There's all kinds of options, um, and if you do this right, if you do that right. Um, but where this game really shines is is on the replays being. Oh, I didn't even know that. I totally missed that the first time through. And there's tons and tons of little things where the dialogue is there, and the the people that you know that created this, they thought they really did into like the replayability of it, and. How much you miss on your first playthrough, especially, you know, that's why some of the time when we played this, I've been like, come over to my house and play it in front of me so I can make sure you don't miss any of the good little, you know, Easter eggs (coughs) or just good interactions where I'm, you know, telling you those type of things. And you're right. You know, that's if the first player, you know, your first time playing through, you're going to say, oh, man, you know, that was good. It was fine. But there's so much that you might have missed out on right. that would have improved your experience uh, had you known more. And and really, games today, they're not designed that way. They're designed with, you know, the playthrough is going to be quicker because people have shorter attention spans, whatnot. And they're going to cut out some of the grinding that's present in older games. And all of those aspects are, you know, those are, those are still present in KOTOR because... It expects you to play this one game over and over and and enjoy it, which is what we did. We played our favorite games. As soon as we finish one playthrough, let's go again. I'm going to pick a different lightsaber color this time or, you know, whatever else. Whatever the difference was. But on this, light side, dark side, there's so many different things you could do. I mean, so it really, you know, and even down to, like, I'm going to play light side and then I'm going to switch to dark side right before the end of the game. The fact that you can do that makes a game like this and it and it sh- and that there's actually different options that would not have been present before and you're like whoa uh those type of things are really really cool and um you know when it comes to those things i understand what you're saying uh i i think you would enjoy more along the lines of jedi fallen order because there's no choices yeah the dialogue's all pre-scripted it's all there. You play the game. You read the story. It's the one story. It's the same story. Mm-hmm. And for KOTOR, yes, that's why there is the canon ending of KOTOR, the, the ending that the game develops to decide, which fortunately is the best ending that you can get. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of like in Mass Effect, if, if, you've ever, you never, if you're familiar with, with BioWare's yeah. other game, the series Mass Effect. So some of the canning choices are actually not really good. So if you pick up the game... Like, on the second game and haven't played the first and you have to start a playthrough, it gives you these pre-selected choices as if you made them that might not have been the best choices. And so you can't actually get the best ending unless you play one, two, and three using the certain choices all the way through, which is extremely rewarding that BioWare did that, you know, to, to put in all that work. And, you know, once you get there to the end, but you're going like, oh, there's so much work. It's so tedious. I just want to enjoy the story. Right. So, it, it, 
talk about talk about my whatever said because I know that you know you're like okay what's here's the here's the why go ahead like I, I totally understand why the games develop this way um, and I don't I don't blame people for liking them at this way it's just that <coughs> especially when it comes to Star Wars and other franchises that I like to track too but I like to view everything as like a historian and I want to try to you know like I, I'm experiencing if. Like, here's, like, <coughs> a really obscure... But, like, let's say this character is one point... Like, in the movie, they're 1.78 meters tall. In the book, I want them described as 1.78 meters tall. In the game, they need to be mm-hmm. one point... Like, I don't like the idea that there could be differences. There could be different perspectives where someone observes something from a different perspective to see something different, but it doesn't alter the, the reality of the, 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 the facts of the, the thing. And so the idea that... Um, uh, you something could you could have something in the game not work out, or or like you could be hitting someone in the game and it not striking because of game mechanics, is just it's something I will always bristle against. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's like you know I I'm, I can't I can't stop them from from doing that. Uh, I always do enjoy when they do have like tie-in material for it. So um, mm-hmm. uh, for for one example. Uh, for Fallen Order, they had the Fallen Order novel, which was not good. Um, they for uh, uh, Force Unleashed, they had the novelization, which was the actual story. And then we also have for the Knights of the Old Republic game. At the same time that the game was out, they did a um, uh, a comics series that was the Knights of the Old Republic comics, which take place on the <clears throat> same planets around the same time. So you go from Taurus to Dantooine <coughs> to Tatooine, that type of thing in the comics. But they're, it's, hmm. it's a unique story following unique characters. Um, uh, and, you know, of course, I also love it because it's written by one of my favorites, John Jackson Miller. And they actually did oh, yes. 50 issues <coughs> of it, uh, a 50-issue comic run, which is a huge comic run. You know, most comics get, you know, 12, 24 issues maybe. Um, the Canaan comics that came out only got 12. So the fact that this got 50 means that it went for yeah. a long time. People loved uh, it. People I really, only have yeah. the first six uh, in the bind-up, and I'm trying to find more. But I did enjoy reading it because I went back and looked at the game and looked at the, the, the comics, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's this location from the game. Oh, yeah, that's this location. And so I could see the, the connections between the stories. Um, that I thought were really fun. And so I wish they had more like that. Like, I wish they had a novelization. And really, I just wish they had just novels. Like, you could tell, what if, what if you did a whole novel following Johanny's backstory? Or what if you had a whole novel following, or, or, or comic series following uh, uh, Karth's backstory? You know, stuff like that. Um, that. I think that would have been really cool and enhanced the story more. <clears throat> yeah. For the time... I think that stuff wasn't as common. Yeah. And I'm glad that they did that. Uh, but this game is known for um, the type of big reveal that when people like say yeah. big reveals, this is one of the ones that makes everybody's list. Mm-hmm. And I had the great joy of introducing this to several people. My brothers, um, my college roommate – uh, a guy that I really, really in, like I enjoyed his reaction to this more than anyone else because <laughs> um, and and we're going to go ahead and say spoiler alert, uh, because even today, if you if you don't want to know the secret, well, don't listen to the rest of the podcast. You're going to have to. You're gonna, <laughs> but when you play a game, 
and this type of thing happens, it just recontextualizes the entire game. And it's such a great story beat that you're sitting there just knocked off of your shoes. So when I introduced this to my college roommate, as we sat there and he's on the Leviathan and he's, you know, Saul Karras interrogating Karth Bastila in your character and, you know, he's laughing and whatnot. Oh, you don't know? He's starting to put it together. He's starting to realize. And then you get to Malik. Right. And he's already figured it out by then. And as I, I just remember distinctly, because, you know, we're in college, I'm sitting there in front of him watching it. I think he's playing on Xbox at the time. And he says, wait, wait a minute. Am I? Am, am I Darth Revan? <laughs> and the way that he said it, the excitement of it, he's like, this is my favorite game ever. <laughs> like, that was the next thing out of his mouth was like, oh, wow. So that type of reaction has been experienced by just, yeah, everybody. Everybody wants to be in, uh, included on that type of revelation. Unfortunately, you did know that information going in. Well, I knew, but, I knew that like a decade ago. So yeah. yeah. But talk about that moment anyway. I know we have lots to talk about in the game. But like that, such a, everybody wants to know, what did you think of the big Revan reveal? I think that because it was spoiled, it didn't have as much of an impact on me as if, as if it had you know, been my first time learning about it. Um, uh, like the pieces all, of course, were there from the beginning. They do a good job of laying the groundwork. The evidence mm-hmm. is clearly there. And I think that they do a good enough job that if you had no idea going into the game, you could, you have the potential to figure it out before they tell you it. Um, so it's certainly possible because they dance around the, they, they dance around the fact quite, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, good. My thing was, I knew, uh, um, uh, because of a, a, an offhanded line you had said, that Bastila would not be going to um, uh, uh, Korriban, but I did not know the context in which she would not be going to Korriban. So, when that scene Well, I happened, told you that. She doesn't go to Korriban, period. Oh, I know. But I didn't know the... Like, Even if you go there first... Yeah. Yeah, so I you, didn't know the context. Yes. I told you, so, yes. So... I knew it was going to happen that she was going to break off from the group, but I didn't know the context. I thought it was going to be like she couldn't, she couldn't stand to go there. She wouldn't want to, something. I didn't know what the context was. That's and then, and then when we got to that scene, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'll hold him off." And I was like, "Okay, well, that, that totally makes sense." And then you had showed me another video from later on, and which we won't go to that point. But you'd show me a video, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm putting all the pieces together of where this is heading." You know, later mm-hmm. on in the game, because right. oh, well, she's off the she's right. off the crew. That makes total sense now. So I I did enjoy that. I did feel it was a little cheesy. It's like I'll hold him off. It's like you literally. I have three Jedi. Well, two Jedi and, and Karth. I have two Jedi and a and a good soldier in my crew. If you all fight Malak, you might defeat him. Like I get his health bar. Like again, I get his health bar down to like thirty percent. When you finally, when when you go to the cutscene, it's like if you just let me keep going, I could kill him. And so, anyway, that's a little annoying. He's, uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of good reasons for why that wouldn't work in the story beat. They don't really go into them, but if they decided to, they could easily say he's got so many troops around here, and you can't possibly escape. They're going to turn the tractor beam back on. Right. You'll never get out. You know. All of those reasons are why you have to go right then. You have to escape right then. And, yeah, her noble sacrifice buys you the time to get away. Um, 
But, of course, you're, some characters, some people are so good at games that they're like, well, I can beat the final boss at level one. You know, just give me all the skill. Give me, you know, give me the chance to do it. And that's why games out there, you know, they, they keep changing to do that kind of thing. But, yeah, okay. So, when it came to the Bastila question, I didn't mean to spoil that. Oh, I, I know, what I meant I to tell you was, you know, save it for last. Uh, because if you go there first, she will not be able to go to the planet with you because she says... I'm too recognizable. The Sith would notice me. Yeah. And so she stays on the ship, and you can't use her on oh, Corvan anyway. Okay. So she does what you kind of expected. Of like, I probably shouldn't be seen wandering around Corvan, being that I'm you know, really well-known for battle meditation, and they could just be like, hey, we know her. Take her. <laughs> so You're with the... What, that, what, I, what I find interesting with that is that I knew that she would not be able to make it to Korriban, but I was thinking it was the, along the lines of she wouldn't leave the ship. So because of that, I had something left on Tatooine that I had not finished. When I got to Manan, I realized, oh, shoot, I didn't finish this. And so uh, I was going to go back to Tatooine with her and finish the thing on Tatooine and then go to Korriban. And once she was taken, I was like, well, I can't. <laughs> I can't, nope. I can't go back to Tatooine now, so <clears throat> I don't think that the ending that I want is going to happen now because I messed that oh. up. But I don't know, because I, I went quite far with her character in a lot of the stuff we set up, so I don't know whether I, like, well, that one alo- thing alone won't work. So don't tell me. I want to be surprised by I don't, it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know whatever the one thing is, but yes. There are definitely people who get very upset because they're like, no, no, at the end of the game. But we won't get there yet. Um, instead, we'll just we'll just kind of back up. So some of the highlight points. Uh, one of the first really, really cool things everybody gets to do is uh, escape past this Rancor. And the big Rancor on Taurus, that's one of, the, one of the cool moments. You figured this out thanks to My what friends. exactly? So Your I, friends that told you what to do? Yeah, I am... Um, uh, uh, I have a, a group of friends. Uh, we call ourselves the Awkward Silence Gang because we will get to a Twitter space and we'll just be silent for a couple minutes until someone says something. Um, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, that group <laughs> of friends has played through KOTOR multiple times. And so when I started it, when I was doing Terrace, I would, you know, they'd... they'd They'd be doing the space at the same time. And so as I'm playing, I'd be talking with them. Oh, I'm at the Rancor part. Oh, I'm at this part on Terrace. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, well, shoot, I keep, I, there's no way to kill this Rancor. What do I do? And they were like, did you get the thing from the dead body there? And I was like, I thought I did. And then I went back and I was like, oh, that worked. <laughs> so it was nice having that, that, that support group. Is They're doing other stuff. They're not playing the game with me. They're doing other stuff. They've just played it so many times, kind of like you. They'd played it so many times. Mm-hmm. They were just able to say, oh, this is what you do. <laughs> I still remember my first playthrough just chonking grenades at this <laughs> Rancor and then running running away back into the hall. Just grenade, run away, grenade, run away. And uh, eventually I set up enough mines and threw enough grenades that – I killed this thing without and then, the 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 poison. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. I it's, tried that too. It's doable. Wow. It's doable. Uh, it's doable. And I, you know, there's a lot of people who like that's the only way that they'll do it. It's like you know, hey, we ain't, we're not going the easy route. Um, but the way that that thing is kind of programmed, it's just like, ah, uh, everybody gets frustrated and stuck right there. Um, and and I, I, I feel like even now, maybe my memory is failing me, and maybe I just never did it, and I just thought I did. Because we're talking about 
20 years ago right. when I played this. But, but I, I, you know, obviously now you're just like, okay, let's just go through this the easy way. Um, <clears throat> so Terrace itself is one of those things where, you know, you don't know when you're on it that you're not going to get to go back. Yeah. Um, and you don't know that the people that you're helping are all about to die. Right. Um, you don't know, uh, you know, there's so many choices that early in the game, it gives you a chance to, you know, lean dark side or light. There's tons of chances to just help people to do the right thing. Uh, when it comes to like the rat ghoul serum, there are people where if you get it early enough, then you can go and give it to them, save them that probably on your first path playthrough, they all turn into rat ghouls and die. But if you have it with you early and you know what to do and you're like ready to go, then it's really, you know, it's, it's nice. And you're like, man, I made a difference. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> All these people are about to die because the whole planet is going to get glassed by the Sith. <laughs> Malak's up there just like, destroy the entire planet. Um, anyway, <clears throat> the, the, you know, all of Terrace is great. Uh, one of the things that you skipped was the, you know, the dueling arena. Mm-hmm. And I was upset at you for skipping that because you get so many really, really cool things. You know, this, the mysterious stranger. <laughs> and those are, those are hard fights to, too also if you especially if you don't level up um but those are some really good highlights on that first level what was the highlight of terrace for you if you had to go back to or the low light if you had a low light because i know you had some of those too so the highlight for terrace for me well i just like the world building on terrace the idea that you have the different levels and you have the upper level the lower level and the undercity and you have you know the the, the discussions political, of racism, the political some, stuff yeah. going on, all that type of stuff I found really fascinating. I also really liked um, uh, going to, say, Bastila and breaking into the Volker base, and that was all quite fun. Um, uh, I would say that yeah, what I didn't like about Terrace was it, it, it feels like you're on there a long time. You're not actually, it's not a terrible amount of time, but it feels like it's a long time. Uh, and I feel like they could have cut out a little bit of Terrace just to, for, for speed, or at least the essentials. Like, you can keep all the side quests and stuff and make it, like, something where if you want to spend 50 hours on Terrace, you can. But if you just want to go in, go, go, go in and go out type thing. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the different things. Rescuing, rescuing um, what's his name? The, the Wookiee. Um, is pretty fun. Zalbar. Zalbar, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh... I'd say that I think that it has my favorite world building, but it has some of my uh, and and I like I like some of the side quests on there. Um, uh, I do not. I'll tell you the one thing I do not like um, uh, the final base that you're in. uh, What is his name? Calonord or whoever. Um, that, that final mm-hmm. base where you're trying to get to the ship, that thing was just... Davit King's yeah, estate. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was annoying to get through. It took me so many tries. Uh, that and, and it was, Some of the maps are very hard to read, and I think that was... <laughs> that affected it. Um, uh, but I do have to say my overall least favorite planets are, uh, and we'll talk about those next, is Dantooine and Tatooine. Those are my two least least favorites Hmm. Uh, that's interesting i much prefer like i would say if i'm ranking personally so far manan far and away the best and then i really like um uh uh, uh, 
Well, Kashyyyk is just so short. If they did more on Kashyyyk, maybe. Um, Kashyyyk was... That's the problem, is Kashyyyk is too short, and um, uh, Terrace is too long. If they had taken a little off Terrace, <clears throat> put a little bit more on Kashyyyk... I- I really like Terrace. I yeah. really do. It's I would I would say that Terrace and Kashyyyk the, are like that number two spot, and then the Daniel the thing is, the what you're saying about Terrace is that people rush it because they really want to be a Jedi, and the game asks you to play as a whole other character for however many hours it takes you to get through Terrace, right? And then finally you get to become a Jedi, and that's the one critique people often come back to is, let me be a Jedi at the beginning of the game. Or let me start discovering the Force, just not knowing that I had the Force, or right. just like starting to learn to use it on my own. I can like get a Force power every couple of levels. I I might not you know know what I'm doing, but like if I find a lightsaber, you know you know then I should be able to use it. Uh, but the game it, it prevents you from doing all that stuff. Like you know so that it it's a it's a valid thing. We didn't talk about the true. Uh, kind of the entry level, which is actually the Indar Spire yeah. with Trask Ulgo. Um, that is actually the, the true tutorial level. And that one's, I always love, I always love it. It's Trask nice is the, he's, he's, he's my guy. It's yeah. nice and quick. And then you get to Terrace where things actually get really started. Um, I do like that but, ship because, uh, you know, it shows up there. <clears throat> I think that, I think that's the first time you ever saw that, sh- that st- style of ship. And then they brought it back for Rebels, which was cool. And then they brought it back for Rogue One, um, uh, and that's the ship that uh, the style of ship that you know crashes into the shield in Rogue One. And mm. I remember a lot of mm. people going, "Oh my goodness, yes. they're including this!" Yes, oh, it's a great design. <laughs> they, yeah, the, the the ship models. There's a lot of really cool ones um, in the game. So after you know we get from Terrace, finally you get to be a Jedi. A lot of people's absolute favorite thing is to just like. Go wild on Dantooine. Like, yes, I want to do everything on Dantooine now. And you were just frustrated at these cath hounds the whole time. And that's why you didn't like Dantooine. Hated hated the cath hounds on Dantooine. Um, uh, Like, uh, it was such a weird process. Like, the process to become a Jedi goes, like, you become a Jedi like that. There's no in-between time. Like, you just, you turn into a Jedi in, like, no time at all. Uh, and it's like that should be like the process. Like you should be going at the beginning of the game. You should be like a youngling, and then go to Padawan, and it, like that. That you should have that have progression. And you go from like never having used the Force to being a Jedi Knight practically <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in like no time at all. And I was yeah. like, okay. And then you have to spend so long on on Dantooine. But it's not just that. It's that there was two interactions on Dantooine that frustrated me. One with the two guys. Um, uh, that you have to figure out which one's uh, innocent, which one's guilty, and it turns out both of them are guilty. Hannon and Rickard, yeah. You yeah. didn't like that? I didn't like that. And then also you have... I love that. Specifically, the one I hated even more was meeting Jahani because I talked with her, <clears throat> listened to what she said, and had to fight her, and then, you know, all that stuff, and... You, you, you lost a lot to her. <laughs> I was going And then, to- once you finally beat her... I you was, killed her. I killed her. And I was like, what? She told me she killed her master <laughs> and she did all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, she's full on. Dark. She has a red lightsaber. Like, that's that's the biggest tip off. You don't have a red lightsaber until you've gone full Sith. Uh, uh, and what? T- like, that's that's like a lore thing that bothers me is, did she go off planet, get a red lightsaber, come back? Um, uh, or, or did she go and find a dead Sith? Or Like, how did that? How, did nope. her lightsaber just turn turn red? 
like, anyway, that's, but, but the point is that, like, I would have had no idea that that's the wrong move if you hadn't told me. And, like, if it was any other video game, it would, like, that would have been an obvious, you know, you have to savor type thing. And I understand it, it goes again to that, to that diverging, like, oh, you can choose the different paths. But I'm like, it should yeah, have been. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. It should have been, uh, this is, you tell me what to do and I'll go do it type thing. This is, I love this decision because it's the first time that people realize the game is serious when it comes to your choices. Right. And for the rest of the game, if you kill her, you see on the character selection, there is a blacked out character. And you're like, wait, who did I miss? There was another party character I could have had. Right. Like, who did I miss? And like later in the game, when there's places that only Jedi can go and you're like, it's just me and Jolie just having her time. Um, And you're like, wait, I could have had Juhani also going. That would make a difference. Uh, and so it pays dividends. Well, Sorry, that, you're not to you're that point to, yet. You're you're allowed to kill. You're allowed to kill Juhani, <clears throat> but I, I end up liking Juhani. But you don't give me the option to kill Karth. I would totally kill Karth. Like, come on, yeah, give me that one. I hate Karth. I I really don't understand why you hate Karth so much. He's um, so annoying. But I've never had an interaction with him that I came away. Oh, yeah, it was cool. That was a fun interaction. I never had I one. love I love all the interactions with Karth. I love I because love the yes, with- he's so distrusting because why? He's a soldier who's been betrayed by Saul Kareth, who literally was his mentor, who is Darth Malak's number two guy. And that's what formed him. And now, you know, he's he's he is uh, with a lot of his dialogue foreshadowing the choices that you could make. And if you turn dark side, then every single thing that he's always been worried about comes true because he's like he's worried about you the whole time and he's like i'm seeing this happen again i've been here before i've seen this whole thing play out and which you're not doing a dark side play for play through no. so there there will come a point where if you're dark side karth confronts you and you have an ultimatum and you have to like try and kill him now i won't tell you what happens but <laughs> There is a point in that. There is a point when that happens if you play Dark Side, like this is, which is it's just great. This is how much I dislike Karth. Is I literally only use him if the game will not let me choose someone else. Like when, like when you're on the the, the ship. Uh, again, I forgot the name of it. You said it. Down you go. When you're on an elevator, down you go. What's what's the name of that ship? Um, you you said mm-hmm. it earlier. The the, the Le- Le- Leviathan. Leviathan. Thank you. Um, when you're on the Leviathan, it will not let you choose someone else because it's part of Karth's story, um, and they're the three that get captured. And I tried to finagle it in a way that I could keep the person that I used. Um, I used Jahani to get in the um, in the ship, and I was like, "Wait, can, can mm-hmm. you send Karth off to do the thing? Let me keep the three Jedi." It wouldn't <clears> let me do that. But it's the only reason I played with Karth in that scene. Uh, I would like literally like it's, and it's not just because he's not Jedi. Like I like the other characters, like Candorus. Uh, Fantastic! He's funny. And the characters also, are so great. He's also like Ugh. really overpowered because whenever he shoots his gun, he his health points go up. Um, uh, so he has like a natural healing ability, uh, which I really mm-hmm. like. And then uh, we'll talk about the other characters in a second. Um, I also I don't use uh, Zalabar or Mission not because I dislike them, but because it's just like 
if I go on a mission, I either have three Jedi or two Jedi and one really high-powered soldier-type character, and they, neither of them fit that <clears throat> really for me. So mm-hmm. I don't really take them as much. But I don't have a problem with Missioner's Alawar, whereas like, I have a problem with Karth. The problem is the balancing of the game just a little bit. And so blasters are not technically the best weapons. Right. <laughs> and and that's what Karth primarily uses. If you if you're honest, like there's a lot of people who go and they love to challenge themselves and they'll do playthroughs where they, you know, they choose these other characters. They choose mission in their party a lot. Mm-hmm. And for combat, she's not necessarily the best. Um, but you you have access to tons and tons of skills with her. And that's why she is there. That the game was designed to like make you say, Oh man, if I have brought her along, yeah, she might have been a slight liability in these ways, but she is great with computers and security and whatever else. And, you know, if she was if I was really making use of the stealth skill, she could be invisible and do some big damage going into the fight, uh, if I was more patient. So for those people who want those type of playthroughs those every character is great. Um, if every want, character can be useful. If you want the hardest playthrough, I would bet is to take your your main your Revan character to have mission and to have the droid, and, and that's the T three. That'd be that'd be the hardest playthrough <laughs> that you could ever do. I think. I think that those are the the, the that is the weakest combination you could make because you're not allowed to choose. Hmm. Somewhat like you have to have Revan. You have to have your your your, your main. Which is interesting because in Kotor two, uh, you with T three in your party, mm-hmm. especially once you upgrade him all the way. Yep. Like he could just go in and wreck. He could just wreck entire things. Right. Like just tear through. As a droid, you're like he's not even a combat droid, and he's just awesome. So T three people love T three. I I like T three a lot. I. Don't find myself always putting him in the party just because I find most enjoyable the character dialogues. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to get you playing through the first time to say, okay, you need to bring these two characters together. You need to bring these two characters. Bring different characters because when you're walking around, you'll trigger interactions with them. Where Karth and, uh, you know, Candace will get into it about the Mandalorian Wars or wars. And right. you're a warrior. You that There's honor in that. You fought it, you know. And then Karth's like, no, Mandalorians have no honor. You just, you just all about glorifying the wrong things. So it's these really good debates and well-scripted moments that you have to enjoy by having, you know, those characters together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have, did you have any of those stick out to you as like, oh, that was actually good? I mean, I, I really enjoy uh, flirting with Bastila. That's that's pretty fun. Um, uh, <laughs> Do you remember the Jolie and Bastila conversation? Yeah, where Bastila is like, so why didn't you go back? Come back right. to the order. I yeah. can sense the light side in you. You know. Yeah, that I, I did remember that conversation that they had. That was pretty fun. Um, uh, I doubt a few between Bastila and Cart that I didn't particularly love and between some of the characters like Mission and um, uh, Candorous and, and stuff like that. Um, but that just wasn't... Do you remember the one with Mission and Bastila? <clears throat> I, I know I had one. I'm trying to remember. Mission's it. like, so Bastila... Do you ever, like, use the Force to mess with people? Right. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. Yes, I did do that. <laughs> and she's like, I would never do something so childish. And then at the end of the scene, yes, go ahead. At the go end of the it. scene, uh, Bastila uses the Force on mission. She's like, ow. And she said, like, I didn't do that. 
<laughs> I, knocks her over. He, Bastila, I really mission. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just complete gaslighting. But that's that's the brilliance of these characters is, you know, they really you know flesh them out. Everybody's backstory is great, and everybody has a purpose. And that really kind of leads me to my favorite character, which it's really, really hard to say just one, because Candrus is up there. I would say Jolie is absolutely really, really close up there. But the best character in your party is HK-47. Yep. HK-47 is the best character. He's, I don't always bring <coughs> he him is, along, but he's the most entertaining. He's hilarious. I absolutely. Never, every, you, every line of dialogue that Karth produces irks me. Every line of dialogue that from from HK puts a smile on my face. <laughs> he's so unique in the Star Wars universe. You've got all these characters before him, and he's the first time that people really, really, you know, since R two and and C three PO, really, they really connected to a droid. And some people, I mean, I myself, I like I like HK on par with either of those two main two droids from the main series. HK is just that great. Mm-hmm. He's, and not that he's all the time good, but but the story and just the stories that he tells, the dialogue he has, the comp, you know, obviously the the voice acting performance is phenomenal. Um, but he he's just been a fan favorite character for so long. Did you possibly upgrade your repair skill enough to have him tell about all of his previous masters? No, I didn't do that. So. If you if you have a good enough prepare skill, you and you've missed a whole whole lot of his fun dialogue. He tells you because you you one when you repair him, he gets additional health points and some of his assassination protocols back. So he gets like be- upgrades to his attributes, which are good, like Dysteric D plus one or plus two. And then he tells you like, and here's a story of my previous master. And every single story ends the same way. Somehow he ends up killing his his previous master <laughs> <laughs> through one reason or another, right. like <coughs> or you know you know indirectly whatever. That's all of the stories, and they're hilarious. Every single one of them, you're just like, I'm so glad that I stopped to fix this droid for you know four minutes of this dialogue that was so funny and entertaining. Um, there is someone who and made yeah. a Twitter account. That is, uh, uh, it's mainly talking about Star Wars, but they talk about other things, but it's an HK-47 account. So every time they tweet, they do it in his voice. So it'll be, it'll say statement, and then they'll like write the thing down, or they'll say observation, and then they write, and it is hilarious, because that, just the the way he says things, it's not just the (coughs) typical... Murder droid must kill everyone. It's not right, just right. That. It's it is that he delivers the lines in such a yes. way that are just hilarious. Like every time you know they're coming, and yet they still delight you. Um, uh, in fact, one of the authors who wrote the um, the aftermath books, Chuck Wendig, he was in a, a panel that I watched <coughs> where he they was asked. Um, uh, <coughs> I don't forget what the what the question was, but it was either. Who is your favorite character, or what character have you not written that you want to? It was one of the two, but his answer was HK-47. And, uh, uh, and <clears> he said, he's like, can you imagine me with that dialogue? <coughs> and it's just, and you know, it, it shows how, like, you know, everyone, and he's, he's a fan who's, you know, gone to write, work for Lucasfilm and stuff. So people, like, it, it really is a true fan favorite because he just works so well. Um, mm. And he is actually quite, like, of the characters who are non-Jedi, 
he like he's his blaster is probably the most powerful, <clears throat> but um, uh, his blast- has he- the has the the increased health points thing. So they're the top two of the non Jedi's for me. But if you want you know entertainment value, you just it's, it, the answer's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely you know you have to have him with you, but it's particularly all of the interactions with the sand people where he just, he knows that they don't understand him. Mm -hmm. And so he's constantly just like, I mean, personally, master, we should just blast them all now. You know, (laughs) you know, 90, 99% chance that he's saying this. And what's the 1%? Well, 1% that he just, just, uh, that he hates us and we should just give him a good killing, kill them all right now. That right. may be wishful thinking on my part, Master. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're sitting there just laughing. Um, that was that, all the stuff with the, go ahead. Oh, well, uh, you were talking about Tatooine and the sand people. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. Tatooine also was not a favorite planet of mine was because there were certain things on Tatooine that you couldn't do unless you had done them elsewhere in a very specific combination. And, for instance, on Dantooine, you had to have Mission talk with the Twi'lek girl um, beforehand. And then you go to Tatooine, and then you have to go and rescue Mission's brother. And I went yeah, to go I told you, rescue... Yeah, I told you about some of those side quests, yeah. I went to go rescue her brother, and he's not there. The room is empty. And I was like, what? And, uh... uh uh, and then I went back and did the went back, had mission, talked to the girl, went back to Tatooine, went in the same space and he's there and he's like, yeah, I've been here for months. And I'm like, no, you haven't. I was here five minutes ago and you weren't here. People don't stand in the same spot all day long. He was not in the That's base. Not- <laughs> he was not in the base. Let's be honest. He was not there. It was a glitch anyway. But I was just like, come on. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have to. If like, if he's there, I shouldn't have to. Like, that's that would my even, <clears throat> you know, if you if we truly want to go the, you know, you have different combinations. That would be really cool. A combination where you don't know who he is, but when you open up that space, there's this guy who's just there, captured, and you learn about it then, as opposed to before. Like, so that's how it should have happened. Is he should have been there the whole time, and I learned, oh, that's Mission's brother. Mm. So the concept of loyalty missions <clears throat> is something that Bioware kind of introduced. They really sold it the most in Mass Effect. And in Mass Effect 2, the loyalty missions, which you're describing, you know, the mission to save Mission's brother. Mission to save Mission's brother. That mission <laughs> is her kind of loyalty mission. That in Mass Effect 2, if you do them or if you don't, literally determines like your your character, that character's survival or death, mm-hmm. whether or not they even survive the game. And so, like, they're very, very vital. Um, <clears throat> now, in terms of them in this game, in KOTOR, not all of them are equal. There's, right. you know, Candorus has this whole thing with Jagi, which I don't know if you've gotten that far that. yet. <clears throat> he, he bumps into an old war buddy who is a Mandalorian who is very upset because Candorus did something that he thought was very unbecoming of a warrior and as a leader and all of this stuff, and they decide, like, they're going to have a duel. That, that whole thing is really, really cool because it's tense, and you see, you see this side of Candorus, and even, like, the ending of it, it's like, man, is there a good ending to this? How do I do the good ending? I did this. That wasn't the best ending. I did this. That's not the best ending. I want to play this scene over and over again because that one actually has consequences. Um 
of course with with Bastila with with her mother, mother. you need to do that one you know Karth has a great one with his son um, which I've told you about you aren't to Korriban yet but <clears throat> his son if you haven't talked to him enough then you're not going to get it but um, of course too much. you know missions with her brother yeah uh, you know HK's side quest is really more about doing the repairs I don't know that T3 has one it's kind of just uh, and and then Zalbar, his is kind of introduced in the main story on yeah, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. And, then, sorry. and then you have um, uh, Jolie on Manan. I love Jolie. That one, his, that one is, his is great because I knew you would like his the most because of all of the politics yeah. in the you know with regard to the Republic because that stuff's right right up your alley. Yeah. Did you? What now? What did you do? No, that's right. You got him to confess. I got him to confess. You got I, uh, you got Sunry to confess to the plan. I prefer to so you can you can um, pay off the hotel manager, and and with that one thing, you can totally convince everybody, and still have the republic get off. Yeah, and like they'll all completely side with you. All the judges will be like, ah, I think there's enough doubt that he didn't do it, so we're not going to punish the republic. And we think we're we're just gonna let Sunray off, and then like, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? Either way, Jolie is still like, I'm not sure if justice was done, you know, because right. neither one of them is justice being done, and uh, so that's one of the things about Jolie is he's the perfect character to question your actions, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. I, I and his stories are so funny. If you've listened to some of his stories about. You know the, the you know the old co- you know he's like talks about the 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 guy named uh, 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 Andor, which haha the name Andor who is swirling with the Force and you know you know his destiny and everything and this just this whole story it's it's so so much great stuff with all these characters so that's the thing that when when you played this game I've gone what do I need to make sure Jonathan doesn't miss combat uh, whatever. <clears throat> I can beef you up on and get you the right weapons and tell you how to play as to make it through. But don't miss these character interactions. And if you don't do these side quests, then you might not have like the influence yeah, that you need with this character later on for, for things to go a certain way. Um, now, the, so, with, with that, one, one point I wanted to make was I really enjoyed talking to each of the judges because I talked to each, there were five judges, and I talked to each of them. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to learn that like one of them is super on the Republic side, and then one of them's kind of on the <clears> Republic <throat> side, and then one of them's the true, the one you deal with the most is the true <coughs> neutral, like he has no care. And then you have one that's kind of on the Sith side, but you know he's he's not he's not all the way there. And there's one that's like super on the Sith side, and I loved learning about that mm-hmm. about them. And I thought, okay, so if I'm in the trial, I'm gonna have to influence this one, and I'm gonna have to you. Know, uh, rely on this one to help me out and I was like thinking all those things through and I was thinking do I need to bribe this one that's kind of leaning dark side or but not not or leaning Sith but not all the way Sith and I was thinking those things through and I just thought it was a fascinating dynamic and then in the trial I just said nope he's guilty and then they went all right we're done and I was like what (laughs) I I thought I was gonna get to to argue with you about stuff um, uh, well, you chose that route. You chose that route, and right. the other route is much much more fun. I, uh, um, if, but unfortunately, I, I was not back, there when you were doing that. If I ever go back, I will choose the other route. Yeah, there's there's a there's a whole lot of stuff on Manon with regards to the Sith kind of taking advantage of them, and 
you know, even on the Sith base, there's this whole thing where they're corrupting the Selkath youth, yep. and uh, you know, those that. those type of things are nice. the 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 thing is, everybody their first time through seems to make the wrong choices playing this game, and that's what makes you really want to play the the game again. Because the first time I played this game, I'm going to be honest with you, I killed Juhani. <laughs> I poisoned the shark, got kicked off Manon. I did that too. Uh, you know, everything that I... I <laughs> you're like, wait, I can't go back to Manon at all? And then you're like, all, all this stuff that I missed. Like, what? Because there's this whole Gino Hardin, the, the secret society yep. with, you know, this Rodian. And I told you something about all those really, really good side quests. Um, <clears throat> best equipment you can get in some regards. Those type of things, which are super cool. But you got to do... You got to do the, the the mistake to be like, man, I messed that up. I'm gonna have to do another playthrough, and that's what the game is kind of counting on. Is going, okay, unless they played this before, they're not gonna know. And the second time, you're gonna be like, oh, I see what I could do here. If if I do it this way, then then I'll be uh, able to figure out. Um, there's one side quest you haven't done yet that you get on Korriban, which I need to make sure you do. When you get to it, make sure you tell me because you're going to love it. It's taken straight out of The Hobbit. So oh. there is a you, – you, <laughs> you get asked to deliver a special package that's been hitting in your ship because the Ebon Hawk was Davit's sh- Davit's ship right. and it was used by the exchange to smuggle. So like, hey, take this package to one of the huts on Tatooine and whatever you do, don't open it. Well, if you open it, it turns out you get tap- trapped inside of this like – mind prison thing which is really cool because it's like this ancient holocron and there's a rakatan person trapped inside and he is literally he's been there for ages and guess what these are the people that you know like built the starforge whatnot and you'll 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 visit them later in the game you probably know this already from just your knowledge about the games and kotor but you're like whoa this guy is like ancient and you you have to win in a riddle competition with him. <laughs> okay, that's just like the, Smeagol the... versus Bilbo. You have to win in riddles and stump him or else he's going to get your body and take over and live again. Or that's the only way he'll let you get out. So that's the connection. So when you get there, make sure you do that and uh, you'll enjoy the riddles thing. Cause I know you, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll appreciate it. Make sure you do that when you get there. Um, but anyway, the side quests so far are great. He's not to, um, since he's not to Korriban, he went, I can't talk about one of my favorite moments, but Korriban, I will allude to it. You can, you can end, there's one of two, there's really three kind of endings you can do, but you can side with one or two or kill both type people's situation. And there's a really good light side ending. And there's only one reason for anybody to ever go to Korriban early, even with the you know, best linear party, is because there's the chance to redeem a certain Jedi. And once I was like, or a certain dark Jedi that's there in the Sith Academy, and then you can see them later on Dantooine, which you, you probably know Dantooine's been destroyed because that happened you know, on the Leviathan. Okay. You can't go back to Dantooine. Um, <clears throat> Because it's been bombed by, obviously. So that's sad. But uh, this presumably they, they would survive. It's really cool that you can do that. And when you get there, I want to see if you're going to be able to uh, bring them back to the light side or if you're going to fail 
and Probably like not. have to kill him or whatever else um, because it's cool. You're like, oh, I can do this. And when you go back and you realize, like, I want to do another playthrough for the single purpose of I like being good. I like saving people from, you know, the dark side. I like doing the effort to bring this Sith back to the light side. Um, this was cool. Or, you know, alternatively, dark side. There's also a really cool thing where if you're dark side, now that you know who you really are, there's a certain thing that you can do. It's really fun. That's if you go to Korriban, which you're about to go, uh, and you already know you're Darth Revan, most people, if you decide to tell them, they'll just be like, no, you're not. Whatever. (laughs) And they'll laugh at you and be like, okay, so yeah, yeah, and and I'm a quaking monkey lizard. Um, (laughs) But... By by the end, you can you can convince somebody, and you can get like all of the Sith to like bow before you and be like, "Go and defeat Malak, and we will be ready to serve you." And you're like, "Whoa, this is cool, Dark Side." <laughs> so that's that's one really really cool thing that they made, and just in the order of planets, which everybody talks about different orders. What was your order, and you know, were you thinking, "Hey, I should have gone here. I could have gone there first. I really, went. people either go Tatooine or or Kashyyyk first. Yeah, but Tatooine. Kashyyyk, Manon, and then um, uh, I'll go to Korriban next. The only thing I know is I have Korriban and I have the Starforge. I don't know if there's anything in between. I don't know if there's like other ships. There or is. Things, which I was figuring. Because um, you kept referring to this being... There's a, there's like a whole other world. Yes. Oh, there are? Oh, okay. So I thought there, there's was, a whole other world. That's, that's, it's, that's surprising. It's not a... Um, because nobody, like in my friend group, nobody has mentioned the other worlds. So that's... Interesting. So well, I guess I am. I guess I am halfway through then. About. It's it's the Rakatan pro. It's the Rakatan homeworld, ah. which the Starforge is orbiting above it. Before you go to the Starforge, you crash on the planet. Gotcha. You'll get there. You'll figure it out. That's not a huge spoiler. That will but have to be my. Uh, uh, you know, once I get finished the rest of the game, go through Cor- Corban, uh, that world, and then the Starforge. Uh, that'll be what we'll cover the next time we talk about KOTOR. Yeah, uh, that, there's so many that. really, really great moments that we can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you made it to the big reveal, um, man, it's just... If you haven't... Like, if you got a family member that loves Star Wars, and you, you've got the time to, like, sit them through, and they're, you know, able to enjoy this game. Right. Some of you can might find it on Xbox or whatever, or it's on this network or that one. But if you can play it on PC and put a few mods on, you can still make this game look pretty good. Um, <clears throat> it's very, very, very worthwhile to play it. And just to watch them f- try and figure that out, especially as you're at, it, with, no, with the knowledge, all of the hints, all of the foreshadowing is so squeaky clean and just makes you smirk. Especially when you're watching their faces, they're clueless about the hints that are being dropped. That's, uh, and by the way, the only reason I got the game was because I happened to see on Steam. And I don't even, oh, actually, I think I probably, to be honest, I probably saw an ad on Twitter for it that someone had mentioned. And then I went to Steam to look. But I saw that it was for $3 in a special sale that they were having. And I was like, you know what, at $3, I can afford that. Um, but I think normally the game's like 20 something and I'm like, uh, that's a new novel. I'll just go get that instead. Um, so that's the reason I ended up getting it. Um, uh, and I don't put too many games on my computer cause I, cause I don't have that much space uh, for games, mm-hmm. but this, this one's definitely been worth it cause it's provide, you know, produced a lot of great talking from you and, and, and with also my friends online as well. 
So, and I can, of mm. course, now understand when people talk about their love of KOTOR, I understand what they're talking about. So. Yeah, it is, a, it is a game that will probably never lose its, its draw. The, the only sad thing is that, you know, KOTOR 3 never happened. Um, that is a trend of third Star Wars sad games story. not happening. Because <laughs> mm. they did that with uh, KOTOR and KOTOR 2. <clears throat> Then you had Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed 2, Battlefront, <laughs> Battlefront 2. Mm. It's like, all right, can we break the cycle? Like, Now, the, the question I have is, why is... Now, is, I, is, is Bioware not involved in the remake? Or are they involved? Well, uh, as far as I know, the remake is no longer in development. See, I've, that's, I've heard been, the reverse. I've heard that it le- went left one company and went to another company, but it's still actually <clears throat> being worked on. There is n- not much hope. When that happens, usually it, it's the sign of the of things not working out. Mm-hmm. Um, it will, in my opinion, eventually get a remake. <laughs> um, I don't know when that'll be. I really hope to see it in my lifetime. <laughs> Let's just say it could be a while. If it does work out, great. Uh, you know, the, probably the biggest comparison would be um, recently they've done the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. If you're familiar with that at all, with that, what they've done is they've not really uh, remade the, the game. They've split it into like three parts, and they've made this an alternate version of that which you do not actually realize until like a partial part of the way through the remake game you're like oh it's just the same game same game this is different wait things are playing out just slightly differently hmm so if they did that with kotor um and what they did was to envelop it within the new star wars canon and say that's the reason that these things are slightly different then it'll just totally have this new appeal and draw, as long as they don't mess up the classic things that people loved about it. Right. Um, which, you know, they, it, yeah, it'd be hard to, uh, it'd be hard if they, if they, you know, they could change voice actors. Some of them have already passed away. Candorus's voice actor, yeah. sadly, is no longer with us and things. But if they lose those characters, which are the central component, like mm-hmm. those characters are why people love that game. Right. KOTOR 2, the characters. It's the characters people love. And that's why people go back to stories that are, you know, even if the even if Knights of the Public story wasn't as great as it is, mm-hmm. it's those characters that are so endearing that we keep falling back to. And that's why, for me, I'm drawn to, like, every time that Ahsoka's in something, I'm, yes, I'm there. Because her development, right. for me, I'm super attached to that character. Um, obviously Luke is my favorite character, but like you get to characters that I'm really, really invested in and characters that I'm not as much invested in. It's because they just didn't get that development. They weren't designed as well. They didn't have the lore or the backstory figured all out and, or they just made them unlikable. Um, but this game just makes all these characters great. Uh, top three characters for me, um, HK, Jolie, Bastila. Okay. That's my three. That's my three. I'll say... Candorus would be tied with Bastila if I could. I'll say HK, Bastila, and... Hmm. I don't know who my third one would be. 
None of the other. It's like, so easy to pick. So easy to pick Jolie, man. He's I could. He is great. I haven't done that much with him though. Like a crazy ton with him. Um, I guess I'll go with Jolie as my mm. favorite. Um, uh, my least favorite is definitely Juhani, but I still save her anyway. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just her voice. That's that's the one character who had cut content. Yeah. There's, so there's a whole lot of stuff about her home planet um, with the Cathar world. And, you know, some of that is still in the game, but some of it got cut, unfortunately. And that would have really helped her story. Not nearly as much get, as it got cut out of KOTOR 2, which right. KOTOR 2, whole another story with the cut stuff. But uh, And that's really sad. In terms of this game so far, you you're you're over the halfway point. You're going to finish it. It's it's a it's one of those things that this game, this experience, just enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. if I could go back and be like, this is my first time to experience this ending again. Right. I would, especially because every time I play the ending, I get a little teary eyed. Very last scene. Right. Even the music, which Jeremy Soule, by the way, one of the great composers for video games, uh, Skyrim soundtrack was, was also him. He done a lot of the a lot of the Elder Scrolls. Jeremy Soule, so good. So good. And this this soundtrack was phenomenal. Um, anyway, did you, oh, speaking of soundtrack, did you have any Planet Music that was your favorite? or I don't know. I usually have the sound off. What do you think of Darth Malak's theme? I usually have the sound off. I have the sound off when I play. You don't play with the music? No. Because I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, listening to... An interview, or I'm talking with a friend, or something like that. So I haven't really listened. Darth Malik's theme is is the most successful idea of hey, let's take a Darth Vader, the idea of Darth Vader's theme, yeah. and make something like that that's really epic for another character that's not like a direct copy of the Imperial right. March. It's so good, and it's you you have to you have to play with the music on Jonathan. I'm disappointed. It's so it, oh, it's so good. It's really the one thing I'll say my my one thing that I do not like is the spaceship battles. And there's a mod that, which that completely cuts pretty, them out. They are and I, I cut them out every time. That that is I, I will admit the spaceship battles are pretty weak. That they're not. I'm they're just not. like let's just get through th- through this as fast as we can, and then whatever. In fairness, so. though, I don't like to, to be fair. I don't like spaceship battles in books either. So I'm kind of like you know get me to the get me to the other part. So, yeah, I'm, I, this has been a really interesting experience, and I am looking forward to doing the rest. Next week, we have a couple of options of what we can do. Um, uh, one option is to do, we had talked about perhaps doing some Rebels rewatches, um, mm. uh, which we could still do. Mm-hmm. But we still have a couple more weeks till Ahsoka, so we could save those. We have had some news on a couple of fronts. We've had some news regarding the Lando series, news regarding Jedi uh, Eclipse, news regarding... Um, not Jedi Eclipse, Star Wars Eclipse. Um, uh, uh, the news regarding um, uh, uh, there's another uh, Outlaws. They, they had more Outlaws stuff. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars um, Outlaws trailer. Uh, yeah, some some book stuff happening. So I I think we should do a, a news video next, just talking about various topics of the week, and then maybe go into a Rebels we rewatch uh, after that, and then Ahsoka. We're so close. We are. Uh, we are literally like 24 days away from Ahsoka debuting. I'm very excited for that. Mm. I'm just as excited as I am about college football. <laughs> Ahsoka and college football are equal to me, which is very, very high for Ahsoka. 
because I love some college football, baby. Here we go. It's a good time. It's a very good time. It's marching <laughs> band season. It's college football season. We got Ahsoka. We get the fall. Oh, the fall is so great when you get those fall breezes. It's yes, going to be a great fall, everybody. Summer, awful summer. Woo. Oh, my gosh. It's been a hot summer here. No. Very, very hot. Except June. June was, June was weirdly not, cool. Yeah, but then July. It wasn't got, bad. Yeah. Mm. So I'm so glad you're playing the game. Keep it up. Uh, do you, before, if you had to give it a score out of 10 on the first half, what, what would you score it? Not that you usually score games on when you're halfway done, but. On story, an 8 or a 9. That, on story, at least on a, world at least building, a, nine. a 10. Um, okay. On characters, an eight or a nine. Uh, on gameplay, like a four or five out of ten. Um, you don't. I do not like. That's not why you're playing it. <laughs> well, you so. don't. You don't know what you're doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ted Lasso. You don't know what you're doing. You don't. <laughs> it's. It's not a game that holds your hand. You, it, it does ask you to figure things out and read and know some things. So yeah. All right. Anyway, so you can anyway, great discussion. Thanks for listening. Roll us out of here. You can find us at Simplecast, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find our Facebook page, Two Sons of Tatooine. You can find my YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn, for all things book reviews videos. You can find my written book reviews at Goodreads uh, under my name, Jonathan Cohn. You can find my uh, Star Trek written book reviews for Roku Depot. And, uh, oh, and uh, I can add this now, uh, my Twitter account where I talk about not just books, uh, a place I don't just talk books. Um, uh, I talk other things, too, is at Jonathan Cohn on on Twitter, or as they call it now, X. Um, X! (laughs) So, (laughs) until next time, I'm Jonathan. (laughs) And I'm Nathan. And thank you for listening to another episode of Two Sons Tattooing. Thank you.